Turn, if you would, to Mark 5 and verse 34. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. With the help of God, I want to preach on the, this thought in a very, very familiar, familiar passage. But I want to direct your attention a little, little different than how it's usually preached. And with this thought, master of simple faith. Master of simple faith. It's so good to have Bill and his family back with us. Leads to a throne of grace, my brother. Amen. You be seated. We've looked at this thought, the master of our storms. We looked last week at master of the spiritual realm. And this morning I want to look at master of simple faith. Usually, and in not being critical of other preachers, usually this passage of this dear lady that touched the hem of his garment is preached from the side of the miracle that was performed. And I'm not belittling any miracle. Praise God. I, I thank God for every miracle the Lord has performed and pinned down in the Word of God for you and I. I praise God for every miracle He's done in your life sitting here today. And if you've never known the miracles of God, you ought to, you ought to get a hold of God. My, He's a miracle-working God. He truly is. But that's not what the Lord made mention of. The Lord didn't discuss her miracle. As a matter of fact, he only asked one question. Who touched me? But then his thought and his line of thinking was in a totally different direction. He's wanting to discuss her faith. And it's amazing, the men that should have been, should have known, that should have had great faith, they watched as Jesus performed miracles, they, they heard him preach, they were close enough to touch him, they, they, were, they, they watched and they seen all that Jesus did, and yet... 
Jesus said, Why is it you have no faith? I'm convinced there's some of you been saved for years. Perhaps you think you're saved and you're not. Wow, that's a thought. Do you love Jesus? Do you love the house of God? Do you love the things of God? I'm just saying, you know, do you? And the reality is that some of you may be saved, but Jesus would come. How is it? How is it? You have no faith. This crowd was his very best. He, they, he, as, a, as a matter of fact, he would use this crowd. And one of them was the devil. He's going to use this crowd to change the world. And he said, how is it you have no faith? Of course, the demonic man, no faith was expected. He's for the devil. May I remind you? Yet, he exercised some faith. You say, how? Well, first of all, he knew who Jesus was. He said, oh, I thought come to torment us for our time. And then, they had enough faith to, to believe that if they asked something of him, he would do it. Please don't send us out in the deep. Hey, let us go in that bunch of swine up there. And the Lord gave them the leave. So they had some faith. It's not expected because after all, the world shouldn't be expected to have faith in God. So I see in the crowd, it was very public But then he comes to this woman and he says to her, Thy faith has made thee whole. I watched as he steals the storm public to that arena of men closest to him. I see as he Cast the demons out of the demonic man. That's very public. Very public. But I've been intrigued with this simple faith of this private individual, one person. I can understand why he would Still the storm for those men. They said, what manner of man is this? That even the waves in the storm obeys him. Said, whoa, what kind of man is this? The crowd stood and said, get away from us. We don't want you here. And they watched as Jesus touched the demonic man. And he was clothed, calm, and commissioned. In his right mind. And they said, they said, we want you to go. Wasn't it amazing? That's what the world is saying. 
We want you to go. You're talking about going to heaven. How about going today? Amen. Don't worry. They're ready for us to leave. But then this woman, this solitary woman, comes on the scene. It's not even her time. When Jesus enters the coast, he's met by a demonic man. Here, he's met by Jairus in a crowd. And the story goes, as Jairus says, if you'll come and touch my daughter, said she'll be healed. She's at the point of death. And would you come? But I love this. I love this. In this congregation, in this congregation, sitting here, there's someone that needs a touch. You'll dare not, you'll dare not, Stand up and say, this is what I need. Very private. It's as private as your lady's age is, amen? It's, you, you would not dare. You would not dare to stand up and say, church, please pray for this need. But you're in the midst of this congregation. And the Lord is saying, if you've got a simple faith, I'm master. I'm master. I'm master of the storm. See? Lay down. And boom! I don't believe there was a ripple on that sea. It was. A, I believe it was like a sheet of glass when he said, "Be still." Wow, he's master. Demons, go there. They went, and the demon world said, "Wow," and backed up. At the voice of a holy God. Wow, what a God we serve. But then, He's got enough for one dear woman. We don't even know her name. But Jesus gives her a name. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. He names her. But we don't, don't know her name. I just touched him of his garment. And Jesus said, I'm master of that storm. I'm master of spiritual realm. I'm master of simple faith. Let's look at this woman again with fresh new eyes. First of all, I see here the woman's disease. And Jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, 
and has been all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Jesus is returning from the other side of the Sea of Galilee where he'd healed the demon-possessed man and immediately gets out of the boat. And this time it's a crowd of people. And specifically, the uh, Bible tells us a ruler of the synagogue by the name of Jairus was in the crowd. And he pleads with Jesus to come to heal his daughter. The Bible says in verse 24, Jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged her. But while he was going, while he's in his business, while he's just doing what he's supposed to do, He's met by a sick woman in the crowd. Notice with me verse 25, her ailment. And a certain woman, an issue of blood, 12 years. That word issue means flowed, a flowing of blood. It means she was bleeding to death. There's no other way you can put it. Notice her agonies that suffered many things of many physicians. She's bleeding to death. And the Bible says, and had suffered, not only she got, she's bleeding to death, she's bleeding out, but the physicians, the one that was supposed to help her, the one that was supposed to encourage, the one that's supposed to have been there, she suffered at their hands. Did you notice that? She suffered at the physicians. Notice, first of all, she suffered physically. The word plague is the same word where we get our word whip. It was beating her to death. What disease is like a scourge con- constantly, day in and day out. It was beating her to death. Not only physically, but medically. We are told she suffered under the care. Boy, uh, the Talmud said there was 11 remedies whenever you was bleeding out. I mean, they had potions. Uh, and I get this. One of, the, one of the favorite ones was they would cut you so you would bleed. Now you're bleeding to death so they get you to bleed even more. That's real smart, wasn't it? One was this. They would have them to stand over a ditch while chanting, arise from thy flux. Another remedy was someone carried an ear of corn taken from the dung of a white donkey. That's crazy. That's crazy. But sometimes I've been to the doctor and I ain't sure it's just as bad today, amen. I appreciate doctor, but sometimes I was, no, she suffered socially. She was not married because physical contact defiled her husband. She could not work around others because of the danger of defilement. Her condition left her on the fringes 
of society. I was going down 70 this week. And I noticed some Burke County cops and I noticed they was talking to a young girl there and a little bit I seen her start walking down through that field. And I couldn't help but think. I don't know what they said to her. It seemed to be, and I don't want to misjudge her, but by the dress, it seemed she wasn't doing probably what was right. But I thought about that girl as I drove by. I said, I wonder. She seems to be someone living on the fringes and edges. Here was a woman, her condition left her on the fringes of society. No, she emotionally... Bible says that she'd been there 12 years. Considering the average lifespan in that day, most likely it's safe to assume she had been that way since puberty. So she lived her life moving from one rejection to another. Well, here's what's sad. Religiously, Leviticus is very clear in verse chapter 15, verse 19. If a woman have an issue and her issue is in her flesh be blood, she shall be put apart seven days, and whosoever toucheth her shall be unclean until the evening. Verse 25, and if a woman have an issue of blood many days out the time of her separation, or if it run beyond the time of her separation, all the days of the issue of her uncleanness shall be as the day of her separation. She shall be unclean. Every bed whereon she lieth, all the days of her issue shall be under her as a bed of her separation. And whosoever she sits upon shall be unclean as the uncleanness of her separation. Whosoever toucheth those things shall be unclean. And shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean at the evening. I don't know how to put it to you in any way. Because of this issue of blood, religiously, she was not allowed into the temple. She could not worship God. She could not get around people. She had no husband. I want you to know you're talking about a sad lonely place this woman was in and she was in there all by herself all by herself well she got doctor she say I've been I've been and they couldn't help me I've done that she was notice her anguish Oh, saddest words, the saddest words, suffered many things and many physicians, spent all that she had, and was nothing but, but these last words, but rather, grew worse. She's not getting any better. Notice financially, she's empty. She spent all. That word spent all, she ain't got two nickels to rub together. She spent all. It's cost her everything. Well, I'm reminded, notice her, her ailment, her anger, agonies, her anguish. She spent all. She grew worse. 
She's living under literally a death sentence. She'll not get better. But she'll die and her life will literally drain out of her body. Little by little. Day by day. I went and seen this week Terry Potter. He's got a bleeding ulcer. And I understand what that is. I don't know if you've ever, ever been in a place when you're losing your blood. But I can tell you this much. It's a, it's, it's an, it's a, it's a, it's a bad feeling. You can literally, I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how strong you are. You literally get to the place and losing your blood. You can't get from one, one bedroom to the next room. You can't even get, it, it can literally, it'll just drain you. You know, I'm not feeling bad. You'll feel worse than you've ever, uh, like my grandma said, you'll feel worse than a devil before daylight. I mean, it'll drain you. Well, I've read this story many times, and I, I believe I can relate to her. But she's a picture of two people. May I say, first of all, she's a type of the lost person. This woman points a clear picture to everyone who does not know Jesus Christ as Savior. Her loss is defiled. She's lost because she's defiled by blood. See, we inherited a disease from Adam. Wherefore, as by one sin, man sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death has passed upon all men for all have sin. It's a condition that gets uh, no better despite all the efforts of the sinner. You can do good till you get the you get a prize for doing good, dying go to hell. You can be a church member and dying go to hell. Are you listening? Are you listening? It's time, it's high time. We got serious and we checked our hearts and we decided, we looked at, I mean, take a real good look and make certain the blood of Jesus Christ has been applied. We don't, we don't have the time to play around with this thing. If you hate church, hate God, hate spiritual things, if you love this world, the Bible says, if you love this world, you don't love Him. That's about as clear as I put it. As clear as I put it, man, I tell you, we need to get serious. We need to get serious about salvation. Are you really saved? Do you know you're saved? Do you know your sins are under the blood? Do you know that? What gets you excited? Money? That what excites you? The love of money, the root of all evil. Man, it's evil. I know we gotta have it, but it's evil. And the root, not the money, the love of money. What do you love more than you love God? Whatever that is, that's what you're making your God. Don't you listen to me very carefully? I want you to listen. I want you to Oh, you better listen. You better listen. Some of your mothers are making gods out of your children. Right. 
God gave you that child as a stewardship. That child does not belong to you. That child is a life that belongs to God. And you've got a stewardship. Moreover, it's required that stewards be found faithful. Well, I know I'm going to cross hairs with some of you right now, but that's okay. Amen. When God calls you to preach, you can get on preach. The moment you bring that child into the world, your job, your job, your job is to prepare that child to leave. If we've done our job right, when he leaves Friday, he'll be okay. If he comes running home the next week, we're going to beat the daylights out of him. I'm telling you, unmercifully. He comes running home next week, we ain't done our job right. We ain't done our job right. You got to understand something. We got this ownership thing going. They're mine, mine, mine. No, they're not. Since when did you become God and He gave you life? Your job is stewardship. Your job is to prepare them. The saddest thing, the saddest thing that can be, I mean the most unjust, the most damnable thing you can, are you listening? Are you listening? The most damnable thing you can do is to make your children so dependent on you that when you're gone, they don't know what to do. Because guess what? You're leaving. Yep. God said He gives us three score and ten. Now don't you tell Shh. Don't tell Him. I've already started asking to give you ten more. Amen. But if, but if God gives me what I'm due, in ten years I'm leaving out of here. And this woman is a top of a lost person. Didn't mean to get on that. I don't know why we did. But maybe it's needed. You realize our job is to teach them to leave. That's hard. That's hard. Do you not think we're going to cry when Elijah goes? Some of us for sorrow, some for joy. I love this. I love this. Someone tell him he's going to kill me, but that's okay. Me and, me and, me and Caleb done thought, talked about tearing out the walls and making one end of the house his, his apartment. Amen. With his own bathroom and everything. Yeah. So he's really broken. He's going, you know. Oh, I tell you. It's top of the lost individual. She tried everything. She tried everything. And all and all in her and she she literally was lost. Are you lost today? But it's also a type of the same person. She's a picture of a believer who's laboring under a heavy burden. Many of God's people are discouraged and defeated today.
And you've read all the books and you've, you've listened to Greg Laurie. You've listened to all these other ones and you've done this and you've done that. and You've tried everything. You, you've tried to pull yourself up. You've done all of that. But you're still by where you was when you started. Dave, what you need, you need a touch from the Master. Amen. Yes. He's the Master of simple faith. Notice the one's disease, but notice her desire. And when she had heard of Jesus, time out! She's not heard him preach one message. She's not seen him perform one miracle. She's not seen him steal the waters, the storm. She didn't see when he cast the demons out demonic man. She didn't get to see any of that. She's not seen a thing. All she's done when she had heard of Jesus. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Notice the witness she had heard. Preacher, I never had God work miracles, but have you heard that He does? Have you heard? Have you heard? One of the reasons I love testimonies when they're God-ordained is you're up bragging about what Jesus has done. And you can hear somebody in the back here and say, well, I just wonder if God would do that for them. Maybe God would do that for me. I wonder if God would touch them. If God wouldn't touch me. If God healed them. I wonder if God wouldn't heal me. Amen. Can I ask you a question? Everybody's attention looking this way. Have you heard? Oh, you said, preach, I can hear. No. There'll be a multitude come this morning. Sit on the pews. Not at the right time. Maybe even say amen. And never hear a thing. If I stopped you in the parking lot and say, why did I preach on? You'd say, uh, well, well, let me get the tape. Because you don't hear. How many of you got children? How many times, how many, how many knows your kids are deaf? <laughs> don't do that. I said, don't do that. I said, that, no, don't, 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 do, do, do that. You know why? Because they don't hear. Some of you young people wonder why your mom and dad scream and holler. You don't hear. You don't hear. Oh, the witness she heard. The witness she heard. When she had heard of Jesus. And what she heard moved in her. The will she held. Notice For she said, now she heard before she said. Don't miss this. She heard before she said. Are you listening? Do you hear? 
She heard. Then she said, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Now we don't know what she'd heard. We don't know. But one thing about it, when she heard about Jesus, she believed in her heart. If I can touch him. Now I'm going to help you here. Jesus, they come to Jesus in the ship. Jesus went to the demonic, to the demonic man. Help him. Just like the lost world. We're going to reach him, you got to go. You're not going to reach him if you don't go. They're not going to come to you. God, go. God, go. But notice her. She said, if I may but just touch him, I know I'll be made whole. Literally. Now, in the background, background, there's God and Jesus He's heading to Jairus' house. Now I want you to know something that's not said. I believe Jesus, as he's walking, is awaiting on her. I believe he's just saying, when am I going to get that touch? I believe as he's walking in the throngs of people, he's awaiting on her. Had she said, I don't believe that's going I just don't believe that. I just don't believe that. I heard, but I just don't believe that. She would have never gotten help. But she heard. And she said, if I but touch the hem of his garment, and I believe with all my heart, Jesus is walking along. Everybody's talking. They're brushing up against him. They're, they're touching him. They're, they're moving against him. Jairus is excited. He's going to my house to heal my daughter. But Jesus, he's awaiting for her. I, I don't know. He may have even slowed down just a little bit. Because you have to be reminded... She's bleeding to death. I'll tell you one thing I know. He went slow enough that it was possible for her to get to him. She's weak. She's frail. One night I had a ulcer and it bled out so much they cauterized it. And I had a, had a wedding to do here at the church. So I talked to the doctor and let me out early. And uh, I was persuasive. I can be persuasive when I want to be. And uh, I taught myself out of ambulance ride to the hospital too. Anyway, uh, I, I was persuasive. He said, okay. I done the wedding and went home. And I got to the bathroom. God knows my heart. It took me forever so long to get back to the bedroom. I was so weak. I thought about that so many times. She, well, she couldn't run to him. She wasn't able. She couldn't hurry. She wasn't able. I tell you, when she came, she was probably so weak 
that the best she could do was a swift crawl. She's weak. She's bleeding to death. But I want you to know something. I want you to know the other side. Jesus took time for her. He could have easily outrun her, but he didn't. He's waiting. This morning, he's waiting on you. He's waiting. He's wanting to give you something. She said, if I can but touch him, I'll be made whole. And you know what Jesus is saying? That's right, honey. I've got the goods. I'm waiting to just lay it on you. If you just get here, if you just come, I'll touch you. See, when she touched him, she did not understand that he was waiting to touch her in return. Draw nigh to God, and He'll draw nigh to you. Oh, I love that. Notice. And He said this. And straightway was your deliverance. Straightway her fountain was dried up. She felt it was powerful. It was personal. But notice what Jesus said. Who touched my clothes? He knew who touched him. He was waiting on her. He knew her name. But when the crowd all spread over, I see a dear woman falling at his feet. Said to me, Lord. She's unnamed to this time. He looks down. He says, Daughter. Daughter. See, he touched her physically. He wanted to touch her spiritually. When she came and bowed before him, he saved her. He said, now, you're part of my family. Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. And you know what's going to make us whole today? Some of you are so fearful. If the devil says, boo, you, you won't do nothing for God. You'll, 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 you'll live, it's a miserable life. God to give you faith this morning. If you've heard that He's the God that you believe He is, if you hear, if you'll touch Him, He'll touch you in return. She got deliverance all because of her faith. Disciples, why is it you have no faith? Demonic, no faith is expected. They're lost for the devil. But then privately, personally, individually, he said, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Going peace. It was permanent. It was permanent. So I'll stand to her feet. Every head bowed, never eye closed.